ready to get and stay fit? Welcome to Fit, Positive, Confident with Dr. Gordon, where the focus is on your whole person health, physical, mental, and spiritual. Because your health can be affected by so many factors, Dr. G covers a range of topics in this program, from eating healthy to world-shaping events. So relax and enjoy the show. All right, folks, welcome to the studio in the Rocky Mountains, Denver, Colorado. And I'm talking to a good buddy of mine who is on the other side of the country, 2,000 miles. Well, not not really, almost 2,000 miles away, right? Uh, what is it, like 1,400, something like 1400, that? 1,400, yeah, Tennessee, the, yep. f- the fastest growing state in the country, right? I thought that was Florida. Actually, it is Florida. Taking it over. Actually, Florida is. Might be second. But you know what's happening? I don't know if you heard about this, and you're gonna love this news. Uh, People are actually leaving Florida, and they're going to places like Tennessee because uh, Ah. taxes are low and crime Uh, is low, and uh, intelligent people are living over there and. It's the seat of the country music. You know, Dolly Parton is out there somewhere. You know, so everybody's moving your way, buddy. <laughs> yeah, wonderful. A lot of people uh, from good. New it's York, people, so Illinois, no, no. California. No, it's terrible here. It's terrible here. You, you want to stay away. They're um, all coming. I, I hear that the land you know, over... I don't, I don't know why people are getting this crazy idea that, like, the taxes are low and it's actually a nice place to live. And, you know, Memphis Memphis has one of the highest crime rates in the whole country. Nashville is up there, too. Terrible cities. Um, what's, know, the na- what's the name of your city there? Was uh... I'm not saying, because I don't want to give anybody <laughs> any ideas. But um, I hear but, that you can you buy, know, like, five acres for $15,000 and... Uh, it's a pure lie. Pure lie. Not true. The other thing that people don't know is that, like, right now, it is, like, 97 degrees and, like, 95% humidity. It's just, it's a race to triple digits on both fronts. You, you can't <laughs> live here. It's it's absolutely horrible. And, you know, they, it's a crazy open carry state, so you got these gun-toting rednecks everywhere you look, and... Everybody's driving a big old pickup and taking up more than their share of space on the road. And people drive slow and stupid. And I'm telling you, it's an absolutely atrocious place. I wish well, I never moved here. You're you are getting a lot of um, a, a lot more city folks from Chicago and New York and L.A. And they will change the the balance of things over there a little bit. Well, I think long before uh, more of them come, the word needs to get out that, and I'm sure they're telling their friends back home just how terrible it is. So, and I hear no mosquitoes at all. No, no, that's a complete lie. The mosquitoes are as big as pigeons. (laughs) They will drain a quart of your blood and swell up, and then just kind of flop over on the side of the road. And and I think the truth is, you got yours, and now you don't want the rest of us to come and join you. I got my pile of badness, and I don't want to inflict it on anybody else. You got your piece now of paradise out in the woods over there, growing pot freely, you know, and <laughs> all the other vegetables. And uh, you don't want <laughs> the, the rest of us to come and enjoy the good good life. Well, if, if you think that 
uh, mosquitoes as big as helicopters is the good life, then come on over. <laughs> so I, mean, I everyone's <laughs> toting guns because you need them to shoot down the mosquitoes before they drain you dry. I think I think it's too late. <laughs> I think it's too late. Your state is advertising everywhere across the country. Let me ask you now, seriously, what is it with these governors and, and mayors who keep telling people to move to whatever? I mean, it can be Denver, it can be any city in America, and you got these mayors, you know, and governors saying, come to our state, we want you to come. I mean, they can't even, you know, properly manage the populations that they already have. <laughs> And they're like, come over, come over. We need, we need more people using our water and resources and flushing toilets. Yeah. You know, I mean, I don't get it. And putting in lawns, and you know, yeah, it, wow, such a subject. I mean, we were basically forced. You know, our our company was basically taxed right out of Colorado. I mean, it just. So I don't know all this. Uh, you know, we want you in here because maybe they want people in there thinking that people will attract companies and companies attract tax revenue but uh the way they tax particularly small businesses in colorado is just an absolute deal breaker you know i mean when you're they they tripled our property taxes in one year tripled wow tripled you know it, that that's insanity there there's no justification for that well, uh, and that that was the year that we decided, uh, wow, the writing's on the wall. They don't want us here. We've got to get out. And I and then a few months later, there was or or a year or so later, there is this thing going on with Disney in Florida, and our mayor of Denver is saying to Disney, "Hey, come move to Denver." And I'm thinking, we already don't have any space on these highways here. You know, yeah. the, it's it's Denver has become worse than Chicago. You know. And I used to live oh, oh, it is. over there, you know. And, and he, this guy is inviting 30, 40, 100,000 more people to move in. I just don't get it. But, you know, he's not the only one. They're all doing it. it what yeah. what drives that? Is it is it the hope that they're going to collect more taxes? What is it? Well, yeah. I mean, they, they literally – so California, as we know, I mean, it's common knowledge at this point. I'm not saying anything that's newsworthy, um, you know hundreds and hundreds of thousands of people and companies fleeing California. Well, the same thing is now happening in Colorado. And so you can only tax and spend with a company's money so much. And people don't realize from a business point of view what a state is like. So, you know, let's take property taxes, for example, because that's something near and dear to my heart. So we owned our own office there in uh, the Thornton area, North Glen. And, uh, you know, it was nothing huge, nothing special. Um, and we've come to find out that, well, uh, commercial property taxes are taxed at 17 times the rate of residential property taxes. Wow. So through various, yeah, it's, it's crazy. And so through various channels, I, I came to actually know one of the county commissioners the police chief of Thornton, you know, and so on and so forth. And, you know, gained these connections over time, made relationships, talked to these people, you know, what's the plan? What are you seeing? What's the direction? You know, talk to the county commissioner about traffic, for example. You know, does anyone have a plan? The I-25 is a parking lot. There's an accident on the I-25 perpetually, 24-7. Right, right, right. 
there's always I, I now people will say, oh, that's an exaggeration. Well, I'll tell you a little quick story here. So we had an annual business meeting, brought my partner in, uh, flew him in. So we had our annual business meeting at our office and we went down to church and, and we decided we were going to visit a church down in Colorado Springs. So we had to drive from the greater Denver area down to Colorado Springs. And I told my partner, look, there's an accident constantly, 24-7. And he said, yeah, that's an exaggeration. I said, no, I absolutely guarantee you on the way down, we're going to see at least one wreck. It's going to affect us. And on the way up, we're going to get at least one wreck. It's going to affect us at least, okay? One way. So you're talking an hour and a half drive. <laughs> one way, seven accidents. Seven was it snowing? And on the way back, no, we're talking like late summer. Okay. On the way back up, three. Three accidents on the way back. So I said two, it was five times that many. And then at that point, my partner said, okay, okay, I've never seen anything like this. And I said, I'm, I'm telling you, pick a random time of the day and get on the I-25 and there's a wreck. There's always a wreck. And... So the county commissioner tells me, no, you know, when we when we all designed this whole north-south corridor, you know, we brought we bought up the right-of-ways for the I-25. Uh, then down the road, people thought, well, let's let's buy up the right-of-ways to put the 470 in, which is north-south a little bit, but it's basically a big loop all the way around the Greater Denver area, and that's it. That's all the right-of-ways we have and all the right-of-ways we can get, and so. I said, well, what about expanding, man? You need to make that six lanes each way. Uh, we, we can't do it's it. It's not going to happen. It'd be so never going to happen. So cost prohibitive. Okay, so what do they do instead? Here's here's genius. This is the way your elected officials think. Okay, let's put in an HOV lane because it'll help <laughs> matters out. So then what they do is they put in the HOV lane. They make it toll. And because they have to have a shoulder and they have to have basically a an island in between, they suck up three effective lanes of traffic to give you one lane wow. and then make it toll. And then they make it toll. And then you got to pay for it. Yeah. And then almost nobody's on it. And so, you know, the, these are your great planners at work. So, oh, nice story. Interesting. Well, I want to come back after the break and ask you uh, a deeper question about this whole thing. Okay. I, I think you're the guy to handle it. <laughs> I always worry about rising to your challenges. Okay, welcome back to the studio. My buddy, Dr. Richard Jensen, is in the house, and he is a professor of philosophy, or I should say former professor of philosophy, now He's a businessman, and uh, we are just we we were just in the first segment. I think we were just kind of going around talking about um, nonsense, or was that important yeah. stuff? No, I would say that pretty much anything comes out of my mouth is nonsense. No, actually, but you know, the, it's uh, this this whole uh, little conversation that we had. I think it's a reflection of uh, the whole country, in a sense. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's. I, I think so. We are. T we have now, uh, in America, the largest movement of people ever. 
I mean, migrations that are going on in the country right now are just incredible. We have, in the last five years, millions of people have moved to Florida. Florida has become super expensive. If you went to Florida 10 years ago, you could buy a lot for $5,000. You could buy a house for less than 100 you know. Uh, and now it's catching up to the prices of Chicago and Denver and other, you know, metro areas, and people can't even live there anymore. Yeah. And now they're moving to, uh, guess where? Alabama and Mississippi. Yeah. And these are the two last states that, you know, that have, uh, that are still cheap to live in. It used to be yeah. Wyoming, you know, Montana. Montana has become expensive. Idaho has become expensive. Yeah. You know, all of those little cities in the in the country, in the boonies, you know, where nobody wanted to live. Now you got a bunch of yuppies living over there in our $2 million homes, right? And the locals can't yeah. live there anymore. Uh, now, right, right. Uh, now the people are moving to Tennessee and, Alabama, I mean, Mississippi and Alabama, and those are the two last states where you can still buy five acres for next to nothing, you know. And what what I'm seeing yeah. is this this inflationary effect where the whole country is going to become expensive at, at one point. Yeah, I, I think that's inevitable. Um, there's going to be some regions that uh, property values go up dramatically. Other regions where the people are fleeing from property values are going to go down. So, I mean, the greater Denver area is already seeing a decline in property values because people, a, a net a net greater number of people are moving out of Colorado now than are moving in. Uh, and so... Michigan. That's, that's yeah, Ohio. Same thing. I mean, we, we have a mutual friend who, lives, who goes to Michigan to visit her father. And, I, and not just her, but I talk to other people who from there. And uh, a lot of people have left, fled Michigan, and Michigan is a beautiful state. I mean, at least in the summer, you know. Mm -hmm. uh, so you're going to have, I don't know, maybe it all balances out in the end. Unfortunately, a lot of people are not mobile. You know, in other words, it's, it's not trivial to just pick up and move from one state to another. And so... Yeah, people exercise a pretty high degree of tolerance of things they don't like and don't appreciate and wish were done differently just because it's prohibitive for them to pick up and move. You know, maybe they're on a fixed income or maybe they're just starting out and they've got a young family. There's all kinds of reasons why, you know, people get kind of locked into an area and then they just can't get out. And uh, so then the area changes dramatically around them. Are you still as excited about Tennessee as you were before you moved? Or well, do I've you got see to be consistent with everything I said <laughs> in the first segment? You know, it's <laughs> it's it's an absolutely atrocious place to live. You just nobody should ever imagine coming here. Nobody should dare, right? Yeah. Heat, humidity. Mosquitoes as big as FA eighteen hornets. What else? What uh, else do you see that that's uh, maybe a cause for concern? In Tennessee. Yeah. Everything. Okay. Just, now, just, 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 I'm, it's, it's, no, I'm, no, I'm asking you to be. If you're in be... New Jersey right now, listen to this. If you if you're in if, well if you're in anywhere and and you're hearing the sound of my voice, 
you don't want to come to Tennessee. Well, but, but you're exhibiting a, a level of selfishness right now where you don't want the rest of us to come and join you. We, we really, well, we need to there, talk about there this. There are some, some that I would be happy to have come join me, but uh, not, not the masses. Not the masses. Oh, 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 not the masses. No. So basically, you're not gonna no you're not gonna tell us. Uh, the, you're not gonna give us the real picture at this point. Okay. So in all seriousness, I'll talk in generalities about states I have fled in my life and <laughs> states I have fled to in my life, and then watch those in turn change to become states I have fled from. And what people don't understand, uh, you know, as they're coming up with their various policies uh, you would think this is blatantly obvious okay but i'm gonna i'm gonna give you so this is me pontificating okay fair warning okay this is me pontificating i'm gonna give you the truth of the universe i mean capital t truth of the universe here and, and oh this has been goodness. scientifically validated okay it's called called the second law of thermodynamics there is no free Okay, no free. Any politician that is getting elected by promising free stuff is worse than lying. They're scamming you with your own money. There is no free. What's the definition of so free? See, what's the real? De what's the true definition of a true free? No cost, no cost whatsoever. So you're it's, saying? It's I mean, philosophically, something out of nothing. The, you don't get to create anything out of nothing. So, so you're there, saying there, if I give you something or if you give me something... It got transferred from somewhere else. If you give if you me a give gift... Me something that doesn't cost me something, if you give me and it didn't cost me something, it costs somebody else. So if I give you a gift, it's free to you, but it's not free to me. It's not free to somebody. Maybe you're just the middleman. And see, that's the role government plays. So government government hands Paul a dollar. And government stole from Peter a buck fifty to give to Paul. And I say stole, and I mean to be intentionally pejorative, because government took something from Paul for no other purpose than, I mean from Peter, for no other purpose than to give it to Paul. And that is not part of our Constitution. That is not part of the basic principle of private property. And so when you're stealing from one person to give to somebody else, the whole Robin Hood complex, the problem is it's not free to Peter. It's free to Paul, but it's not free to Peter. And it's worse for Peter than if you just put a gun to Peter's head and said, give Paul a buck. Because as soon as it flows through government, it gains an additional level of inefficiency and government takes its cut. And so the bottom line is now you have a bureaucracy that's managing this transference of stolen money and that bureaucracy itself costs money. And so it's worse than if all you had was government somehow enforcing and by enforcing, I mean at no cost. If it could somehow there, enforce, we, we got to take a break. Okay. I did not hear that coming. 
I did yeah, not. Yeah, well, I, so it's I did, I, somehow amazing to me. People don't seem to get this simple principle that there what? is no free. Okay, but let, so let's. Let, I wanna. I wanna. Ex, I wanna. I want you to explain this a little bit better or more or deeper or uh, so you know. The government is not gonna say to you, Richard. I'm gonna take your money away because we want to fund this uh, homeless shelter. The you know, or maybe they will say it, but it it is always put in in this um, benefit for all. In other words, if I pay taxes and they build a shelter for the homeless, then those homeless are not going to be parking their tents in front of my business property. You know what I'm saying? And scaring away my customers. So it is always uh, said and stated in terms of greater good for the whole society. And that's how taxes basically work, whether it is the roads or whether it is the shelters or whether it is the welfare or whatever, you know. In other words, the idea is if we pay taxes, we can make things better for all of us, not just for that one recipient. How do you, uh, I, I want to hear your comments on that. Well, okay, so there's so many directions to go here that I, I just am at a loss as to where to even start. Okay. It, it's just, there's you, so many things that could be said. So first of all, let me ask this question. If, okay, so first of all, you need man, clarification. I, I, really here. Have, I have to say 10 things simultaneously. So let's start with this. First of all, gover uh, government often does what you said, but they also just as often, if not more often, just come right clean with it. Yes. And just say, yes. You know, we're, we're, we're going to raise taxes or we're going to have new taxes. Uh, you know, we have to come up with money because, um, you know, we're going to have free daycare for all. And I'm not arguing that point. Everybody benefits from free daycare. Right, right. Um, yeah, but that, that's not the key point, but that does need to be clarified. So they're often just literally saying, look, we're just doing wealth transference, but it's a benefit to all. So let's get down to, is it a benefit for all? Because we know empirically that it's not. And every thinking American who has a pocketbook and is feeling it right now in their pocketbook, they have all the empirical evidence to know that it's a lie. Now, a lot of people can't connect the dots because often the causal chains are a little more nuanced than people want. You know, Well, face it, a lot of people can't connect two dots, but a lot of these causal chains are a little bit complex, but let's let's take one example. So you want free daycare for all, all right? Somehow that has to get paid for. So what happens? Well, the state of Colorado triples property taxes on all commercial properties, doubles, triples, it's a tremendous hit. Well, one thing that people don't realize is that in the state of Colorado, the majority, it's something like 85% of multifamily units like duplexes, quadplexes, apartment complexes, they're owned by moms and pops who bought those things decades ago as part of their retirement plan. And now they've got a management company that manages the rentals, manages the upkeep, and mom and top skim a little. The average is about 5%. They skim a little for their retirement, and that's their retirement investment. So now you double their property taxes because that little quadplex is considered a commercial property. And so mom and pop were just making it. They had their retirement plan 
they're not taking anything from anybody. They're actually contributing to society and they've got their little retirement plan. They're not some kind of slumlord. They're not greedy, grasping corporations. 85% mom and pop. And you tell them we're doubling your property taxes. Although we, we do have, have do. greedy corporations out there too. There are, but I'm getting to that. Okay. I'm getting to that. Okay. What does mom and pop do at this point? Do they just eat it? Do they just say, oh, fine, uh, you know, we're just going to take our little bit of Social Security check now and start pouring that into the quadplex just to break even? They raise rent. No, they raise rent. And now in all the greater Denver area, everyone is screaming at the top of their lungs about how high rent is. Well, well wait a minute. OK, let's connect the dots. Your free daycare for all meant a higher property tax on commercial properties and they necessarily, those companies, mom and pop, you name it, they passed that along. And what did that do? It raised prices on every single product and service that there is in the state of Colorado. And that includes rents. So mom and pop, then they're faced with the specter of now Colorado's threatening, we have to get serious about rent control. And a lot of states have played that game. Rent control, that solves it. Okay, well, again, let's connect some dots. What happens if you impose upon mom and pop a rent control such that they now no longer can afford this quadplex of theirs? They have no option. They're going to sell it. Who are they going to sell it to? They're not selling it to another mom and pop because mom and pop that are in retirement, they can't afford to buy that thing. That needed to get bought decades ago as part of a grand retirement plan. So mom and pop are not in the market for another overpriced, overtaxed quadplex. Who's going to buy it? Big boys. Ah, the greedy, grasping corporation. And we have seen this trend again and again and again played out in state after state after state. It's always the same formula. Offer a bunch of freebie stuff. Pay for it by raising taxes on corporations. Stuff gets priced out of reach. People sell. They leave. Who ends up making the money on this deal? The politicians and the very greedy, grasping corporations that are have these politicians in their pockets. So the very out of one side of the mouth, they're talking about free and welfare, and I mean the well, the general welfare, taking care of the people. And the other side of their mouths, they're literally selling you off to the corporations. And we've seen it again and again and again and again, because there's no free. So. Do you think that human beings are good by nature? No, no. Human beings are despicable. Because I came across somebody who is pushing this idea that we are all good. I don't. I, well, I don't know. That hasn't been my experience. I mean, I, I look in the mirror, and you know. So, so let's get very serious and very real. Um, you know, I mean, I, I think of myself as a basically decent human being, and I think most people think of themselves as basically decent human beings. Uh, but I, I know what is really inside me. I know what you know has to be kept down all the time and under control. And I, I see people continually surrounding me that are not really trying to keep it down or under control. And so this big, deep black hole, this, this distorted, selfish, inconsiderate, narcissistic nature that we all have, it just comes spilling out like sewage on the roads, in supermarkets. Just, I mean, you just watch people. Go to a Costco.
go to your favorite supermarket. <laughs> and what are you going to see? You're going to see the person who they are alone in their own little universe. And so they've got their entire cart turned crosswise, blocking <laughs> the entire aisle as they browse their, you know, man, maybe I want this coffee. You, Ben, huh? I used to be a Folgers gal, but I'm going to go with maybe you, Ben, is it's on sale, I think. And then they're reading the ingredients. And meanwhile, people are stacking up. And how dare anybody say to them, excuse me, ma'am, I've done this just that nice. Excuse me, ma'am, I'd, I'd like to get by. There it is, that nice. Excuse me, ma'am. Wheels on you, just gives you dagger glare. Well, okay, if you must. And I'm sitting here thinking to myself, okay, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Okay. You are the inconsiderate, narcissistic, self-centered, live in your own little universe. There are no other human beings on the planet, goofball idiot. And I simply break into your stream of consciousness to say, excuse me, ma'am, and suddenly I'm the bad guy. Now, I wish that were an isolated incident, but it's not. It's everywhere. And you see it on the road all the time. Why is there road rage? Well, because one narcissistic idiot is screaming and yelling at another narcissistic idiot. So, yeah, no, people are <laughs> terrible, absolutely disgusting, human-shaped. Yeah, I'm going to go off the rails here. No, just disgusting. So there is. This, uh, so is there at least a kernel of goodness inside of us? Well, I said, I, I, I think I, I'm a basically decent human being. I think most people are basically decent in that, you well, know, you, what happens? You, try, you try to keep it in check, you know, and, but unfortunately, well, there's what happens? an increasing well, population. What is it that brings this, uh, this nastiness out in us? You know, what is it? What is it that triggers it? What is it that flames it? By the way, we got 30 seconds before the break. Okay, so I'm going to solve I'm going to solve that problem in 30 seconds. 25. Um, yeah, okay, so let me complain for the next 25 and then we can go on break. 17 <laughs> but, seconds. <laughs> yeah. You know, no, we I, so I think we should just You're just like them all, Gordon. You're you you're the same way. We'll Look just, at what you're doing right now. We'll just take the break. Disgusting. Okay, take, yeah, let's just bail. <laughs> Back in the studio once again with my buddy, Dr. Richard Jensen, we are talking about, well, we were talking about a lot of things, but we came back to talking about human nature and are the, <laughs> why, so the question before the break was, what is it that brings in us the worst? You know, you saying that human beings are just not good, period. Would yeah, that I, be like a, from, that, from the uh, very yeah. beginning or evolutionary or what? Well, yeah, that's that's more sin, God, Satan. We can tangle with, you know. There's all the different theories, right? Um, yeah, I mean, I, I seriously am at a loss on that one because it would it would take multiple programs to start talking about morality and the emergence of morality and what morality is and and all that. And uh, that that is one of my areas of specialization. So that's something I'm not willing to do a slipshod job of because doing a non-systematic partial job of that actually 
causes more problems and leads to more confusion than if you're going to do it seriously. So, well, what about just that one one little verse from the Bible where uh, Paul says, you know, I do things I don't want to do. Yeah, I mean, the Bible is chock full of the idea that, you know, we're saddled with a fallen human nature, we're sinful by nature, we're evil by nature, and, and I think that's all true. Um, now, by saying that, I'm not saying, oh, so I'm a Bible thumper, you know, I, I'm just saying... I do think that the biblical concept of human nature is spot on. And I think it was shared by our founders, the founders of the United States of America, who uh, were basically optimistic. And their, their basic fundamental mistake was that they believed that people um, would value responsible liberty over all things. And what they didn't really grasp is that the majority of people were not like them. The majority of people don't value liberty above all things. The majority of people value safety, security, and free above all things. And uh, so they got the core motivation of human nature wrong. Other than that part, though, they were extremely pessimistic about human nature, and that's why they believed not in anarchy, not in absolute self-rule, but in the idea of an actual strong federal government, strong but constrained, constrained within very limited spheres of influence, uh, but they believed in a very strong federal government, the purpose of which was to protect natural or inalienable rights, because the idea is people by nature want to do whatever they want to do, even if it means violating other people's rights. And so government's fundamental role, its whole justification for existence, is to protect and uphold inalienable rights on the parts of its citizens. The problem so, is that the government is run by human beings too. Yes, exactly. So you have to set up structures that are designed, hopefully, to keep failing terrible human beings from uh, doing what human beings do. I saw a video on YouTube or somewhere where the guy is walk, uh, the a girl is uh, on the sidewalk with her bicycle, a young woman, and some guy just walks up to her and grabs her bike and takes off with it. You know, and there is nothing yeah. she can do yeah. uh, about it. You know, because he's twice her size and nobody else is getting yeah. involved, obviously. And he just uh, he just walked away with it. Well, it's happening more and more at this point uh, where you see on the news this young woman's walking down the street in one of our major cities and three guys just come up and just beat her down to the ground and then run off laughing and leave her unconscious and then she's in the hospital. Pure random animalism. Just violence. I mean, I'm just speechless. Yeah. Violence for the fun of just beating down another helpless well, human being. And what like, you were talking yeah. about, the traffic and the driving and the stores and just the interactions, uh, the, uh, you know, everybody wants to be first to the, to the cash register yeah. and first in line. Yep. And uh, I mean, I see people drive around me three times my speed and only to wait for me a minute later at a light, you know, and yeah. Uh, it's just anger and insanity and and violence. I'm just curious, yeah. you know, how do we fix it? And we well, only have you know, like five minutes theory. to fix it. 
Yeah, there's the theory and then there's the reality. I mean, we, we've had variants of this conversation before and I'm extremely pessimistic. I don't believe that it is fixable. I, I really don't. Uh, fixable in the sense that the United States of America had a pretty good run, um, but that run is coming to an end. And uh, the, the overwhelming weight of unrestrained human nature and the overwhelming willingness of politicians to lie to people about their capacity to do things that they have no capacity to do. I mean, outright lie. This is nefarious, it's evil, it's intentional. They're outright lying to get people to vote for them, promising things they absolutely know they cannot deliver. But these politicians are a direct reflection of the people who are voting for them, honestly believing that what these politicians are promising is possible in principle to achieve. And so the idiocy is on the part of the electorate and they're electing politicians that are telling them what they wanna hear. And so everyone's living in a lie and anyone who tries to stand up and says it, say it's all a lie is just beaten down. I mean, just decimated by everything from cancel culture to, and, and cancel culture goes both ways. I'm not singling out one party or another. I, you know, you know from long history with me, I'm an equal opportunity hater when it comes to these political parties. Um, so it, it's, it's lies, it's incestuous, it, it's, it's despicable, but it's a reflection of we the people. We the people embrace all this. Well, I'm glad we had this conversation because I was looking for ways to lift you up a little bit. Yeah, isn't this show called Fit Positive Confident? Uh, it huh. seems like we never are able to manage to come to any sort of positive. I mean, I'm confident. I'm confident about the end game here, but um, positive isn't part of the word. Well, we, we continue phrase. to do the work, right? That's, that's positive. Yeah. We continue to spread the word. Well, you know, hopefully some people wake up a little bit, and that's that's honestly my only theoretical hope, is that people start getting back to first principles and realize that this game we've been playing for generations is, is leading us off the cliff. All right, buddy. Folks, God bless. Talk to you next time. Be sure to tune in next time for another unique perspective on your whole person health with your host, Dr. G. And don't forget to share the goodness with friends and family and visit our website at fitpositiveconfident.tv and follow Dr. G on Twitter at Dr. G Fitness. God bless and stay healthy.